0: If you do any prospecting with LinkedIn, you have got to go get set up with SURF. That's S-U-R-F-E. It's a tool you can use to add new contacts to your CRM system directly from LinkedIn in seconds. I'm using it every single day. I add contacts, follow my deals, keep track of notes, and it ends up saving me a bunch of time on prospecting and outreach, which means I can spend more time moving my deals along. The data is always 100% accurate since I don't have to copy and paste all the fields over from each and every contact that I wanna put in my CRM. Instead, Surf does that all automatically with just one click in about 60 seconds. The team over at Surf has put together a very special offer for fans of sales players. There's a link down in the show notes and you can use the promo code JWSURF5. Don't forget the E at the end of Surf. That's JWSURF5 for 5% off your first year. Don't spend another minute doing things manually. Go get set up with Surf. About a year ago, I launched a private Slack community for fans of the SaaS sales players. And it has grown slower than I wanted it to grow. Uh, That's somewhat intentional on my part. I didn't want to just open up the floodgates and invite anyone and everyone into the community. Uh, but it's now starting to get a lot of traction, which is super exciting. And in the coming weeks, I'm hoping to uh, open it up to a bigger audience. This was all intended to be a place where other SaaS selling professionals and revenue professionals could network with each other, ask questions, exchange ideas learn about new job opportunities and you know, all that other good stuff. So excited to talk about that. But the reason I bring that up is today, one of the members of the community asked a question to the group. Uh, He was preparing for actually a job interview with a C-level executive at a company and, I thought it'd be helpful to put together a quick episode on uh, executive presence in SaaS selling and how you can do some things to improve that executive presence in your own professional career right now I think of working with execs internally the same way I think about working with uh, execs externally what I mean by that is. While the, the story and the advice I gave today to this individual was to help prepare them for a job interview with a C-level leader, I think the same skills can transfer to your selling. If you're selling or prospecting into C-level executives, there's a few tips that I'd suggest to kind of help improve your communication, improve your interaction with these, these C-level leaders. Now. Early on in my career, I used to get really overwhelmed when I'd have a scheduled meeting, a demo, a discovery call, whatever it was. Typically not a discovery call because actually a lot of the times uh, C-level execs aren't joining discovery calls. It's not very typical anymore. Um, but I'd get a little bit overwhelmed if I knew that a you know C C-level or even a VP-level leader was going to be on the call. And I remember I had this sales manager. This was probably back in like 2014. And he he could tell I was really nervous because he was joining in on the call too, which was A whole strategy, by the way, if you're not familiar with executive peering, I'll do a whole nother episode on that topic. It's something that you can deploy to actually connect leaders at your company with the leaders at your prospect company. That way a vice president talks to a vice president and the sales rep just has to be the quarterback that runs point between all of the coordination and interaction, right? So I had this uh, vice president of sales. Um, He was my skip leader. He might've been two skips, doesn't matter. But uh, he was going to be joining in on the call. He could tell I was really nervous. And he said, I just want you to know that we executives, we put our pants on one leg at a time. Uh, You know, we uh, we do all the same things you do. There's not really anything different about us. You don't need to be nervous. You don't need to have uh, what's called, I think, the halo effect, which is where you sort of build up someone or something to the point where it's almost like you know there's a halo around it right so he he gave me that advice that stuck with me all these years it still took me i think several years after that to get very comfortable working around high level executives now fortunately for me in my career i've moved into enterprise selling typically when you're selling a big multi six figure or seven figure SaaS deal you've got to at some point interact with an executive leader and in my case i've done that at uh, you know publicly traded companies and so i've got a lot of experience working with prospect leaders I've also got a lot of experience working with founders, CEOs, CROs, VPs in the companies I've worked at and in partner companies and and, and those kind of things. So a couple of ideas, a couple of things I wanted to share, and I shared these again in this Slack community with this individual around how you can improve that executive presence, how you can get uh, out of the halo effect mindset and just focus on delivering value and being, you know helpful and friendly and normal <laughs> around an executive level prospect or an executive level manager in your company so one of the things that i, I brought up first when i was sharing this advice and I'm, I'm actually reading from the slack post here so bear with me but the one of the most important things i think especially right now in 2022 because more than likely this interaction is going to be through zoom or on a cell phone or through a microsoft teams it's not likely going to be in person. If you have the privilege of meeting with a C-level or a VP-level executive in person for coffee or for a happy hour or something, that's awesome. And I think there's a whole separate episode that I could probably put together on how to meet with an executive in person. But for the most part, these execs are now pretty comfortable on Zoom and it's most likely that you're gonna have this conversation through a Zoom or a Microsoft Teams. right? So the first piece of advice that I gave was you need to do a dress rehearsal and a dry run and you need to come prepared to make sure that all of your it is completely dialed in what you don't want to have happen. If you're demoing for an executive or interviewing with an executive for a job You don't want to show up to that session and have your Zoom crash, your Wi-Fi go out, your microphone doesn't work, your camera sucks, you've got dirty laundry in the background, you have a dog barking or a kid screaming in the background. Those are the things you do not want to have happen. Now, accidents happen. Execs are human too. These kind of things might happen to them also. But I think uh, if you really want to up your game and executive presence, do a little dry run. Test your camera. Make sure it's not blurry. Make sure your lighting looks good. Make sure you have a nice, clean, non-distracting background behind you. Don't sit in a place where there's lots of people walking behind you or your spouse might, you know, walk past you or your dog or whatever, right? Don't sit somewhere where I can see all your dirty dishes, you know, your dirty house, whatever it is. A lot of this stuff goes without saying this is table stakes. Most of us are used to this culture by now working on Zoom, uh, you know, for, for the 40 plus hours a week that we put in. So this shouldn't be news, but I think most out there would be surprised at how often this kind of thing still happens so find a quiet place test your video make sure it's not blurry test your audio if you can invest in uh you know a good set of headphones or a good podcasting mic i'm happy to make some recommendations in fact i have an episode plan that's going to walk through some upgrades to your home office that you can make that are going to make all the difference so maybe invest in some sound quality invest in a good audio uh, Sorry, webcam. And just test all of this stuff before the meeting, because again, you don't wanna have everything crash and burn on you during that session. You only, what's the saying? You get uh, you know one chance to make a first impression. I think that's what the saying is, I don't know. Um, you only get one chance to make a first impression. So you don't want that impression to be you like staring at your web camera, or no, not staring at your web camera, staring off to the side, like clicking on stuff, trying to figure out why your Wi-Fi is frozen, or or you know, trying to figure out why your Zoom needs to download a new version or something like that, right? So be prepared and do a dry run first. you'll you'll thank yourself. And this is a practice I'm into, again, not just for you know past job interviews that I've done with executive leaders, but also with the the prospecting meetings. Um, and I shouldn't say prospect prospecting meetings. They're typically, pretty late stage in a deal cycle when you have an executive in the room. And it's either going to be a customized demo session that's geared towards the executive, or it's going to be some kind of a financial conversation where you're talking about the proposal, the dollars and cents that are going to go into the contract. A lot of times it's going to be a very technical or legal conversation. Uh, It might be a compliance or security conversation. So there's, they're, they're already a stressful enough conversation because usually you're talking about kind of the brass tacks. Don't mess it up by, you know, missing an opportunity to test your audio quality and your video quality. And don't mess it up by sitting in a place that has a lot of, you know, busyness going on behind you. So that was the first piece of advice I gave. If you can do that, I think you're actually like more than halfway there in terms of, of leveling up your executive presence. You know, that's the biggest thing that I think you can do wrong. Now, the next thing I shared was. Dress up uh, a little bit, you know, don't wear a hoodie if you can. I mean, you can D- dress up a little bit, comb your hair, brush your teeth, all that good stuff. Again, I shouldn't have to say this stuff. Most of you know this because you're working in a zoom environment, but I think you'd be surprised at how often I, I hear about some meeting where someone showed up in a t-shirt or their hair was messed up or they were in a ball cap. There's a whole, you know, talk, there's a whole sort of controversial conversation around whether ball caps are okay. I don't know. I think if you're gonna meet with a C-level for a job interview, you don't wanna wear a ball cap. Even if that's your personality, Like, I totally respect it. Once you get comfortable with somebody, I think that's totally fine. But if you're interviewing for a job or you're pitching a C-level, a a SaaS platform, then it's probably not a good idea to wear a ball cap. Dress up a little bit. So that was the other thing I I suggested was just make sure you're you're dressed for success. You're dressed as if you were going to an in-person meeting with this person. Let's see. Um, Prepare a few questions. Prepare a few questions in advance. And then also prepare, uh, we talked about this on the episode I did with Jen Allen a few weeks ago. Maybe prepare a point of view. Execs like points of view and opinions on things. It doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be perfectly polished. It's a point of view. It's, It's more like a hypothesis, right? So that means do a little bit of research on this individual their business again whether you're interviewing for the for a job at the company or you're pitching to, to sell SaaS to this company it definitely it's definitely going to go a long way if you do a little bit of research and you come to the table with ideas points of view research and questions questions that are going to drive high level thinking and again maybe i can do a you know maybe i do a separate podcast episode on how to formulate some of those kind of questions but i think you know if you sat down long enough and thought about it what are some questions that might help an executive start to think about the biggest problems in their business the ones that you solve or if you're interviewing for the job getting an executive to think about what challenges you're going to come in and work on as a new employee in the business what goals you're going to be able to achieve as a new employee in the business so just be thinking about some questions and come up with some points of view it really does go a long way that's what executives appreciate is having an open dialogue where you bring ideas and, and insights to the table you bring questions and it becomes a nice, easy two-way conversation. Uh, let's see, so take charge. This is uh, an interesting one. A lot of times, I don't know how, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to describe this cause this is kind of, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully, you get the, the, the visual that I'm trying to paint here. A lot of times you'll get onto a call and this happens all the time in business. This can be a call with just your manager, this can be a call with an executive, this can be a call with a prospect, a call with a recruiter, et cetera. And you get on the call and there might be like a, Hey, how you doing? Good to meet you. Glad we're talking here. And then there's like this awkward pause. And both parties are sort of wondering who's going to take the reins of the conversation and take charge. I would strongly suggest that if you have a call with an executive, again, whether that's an interview or a pitch that you grab the reins of the call and take charge within the first 30 to 60 seconds of the call. So after the nice, you know, small talk and formalities, jump right into a, okay, let me go ahead and give you an overview, right? Jump into, let me go ahead and get started with an overview. And that could be an overview on your resume. It could be an overview on your product. Um, or let me go ahead and start with my agenda plan for today's call. Do something to take charge. Write yourself out on a piece of paper or, you know, type it out how, you know, what icebreaking sentence you're going to say to to grab the reins of that call and take complete charge of the conversation. This will go a really long way. And it, you know, again, just shows that you have the acumen and presence to to be having the conversation. And it's going to allow the executive to kind of sit back and listen to what you have to say. They can, of course, dispute it if that's the case. But for the most part, I think they're going to listen and it's going to give you sort of span of control over the call. Take charge. You will not regret it. Let's see, I'm looking through some of the other points here. You know, try to be really brief, but focus on specific data points or numbers, and then share short stories. Not long stories, but uh, I've heard them called dragon slaying stories. So that might be, you know, in my past role or with a past client, they had a similar problem and here's exactly how we solved it. I've talked about this before on the show, but it's always worth researching the star method, which is situation, task, action, result. When you want to structure a statement or a story in a conversation like this, to keep it brief and to stop yourself from rambling on, you can use the star method to sort of structure a you know a story of some sort. So be brief, don't ramble on, try to focus on data points, numbers, figures, as much as you can. And when you're not doing data points, numbers, and figures, tell short, Anecdotal stories about results. Let's see, try to eliminate and remove. And I have a really hard time with this. I'm going to be honest taking buzzwords and business jargon out of the conversation. You'd think that because you're talking to a C level or a VP level executive, that you'd need to use lots of buzzwords like we need to get on the same page and we need to be in lockstep and blah, 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 blah. That's actually not the case. They don't want to hear any buzzwords. (laughs) They want you to use plain language, clear and direct language. They don't want to be overloaded with a bunch of jargon. Use plain words. Try to talk to them like you would talk to a close friend. Not too, you know, don't don't go too relaxed, but like you would talk semi-formally to a, a close friend. You don't need to use insider terms or buzzwords. And try to be as confident and coachable as possible as well. Be open to feedback. Pause as often as you can. Let them interact or interject if they need to and ask for you know, their opinion on things and make it a two-way conversation. Try to balance out the conversation, maybe 50-50, or you know, maybe it's gonna end up being 60-40, you're talking 60% of the time, depending on the context of the conversation. But the closer to 50-50 you can get, the better. Now, the last thing I suggest is just always following up. Follow up with an email, follow up with an email, follow up with a text. Uh, A handwritten note will go a long way in certain situations, especially if you're interviewing for a job. You need to follow up right after. And again, in your follow-up, be as brief as you can. Try to summarize everything in no more than three sentences. And if you can use a couple of bullet points, fine. But bullet points and a couple of sentences, don't write a big paragraph to follow up on a conversation. An executive just does not have the time to read through a, a short story or a novel about the call they were just on do your best to kind of add value and be brief. Executives like brevity. So hopefully these tips help a little bit. I know it's uh, it's definitely a skill set that's worth building out because if you wanna get into the point in your career where you're closing, as I said, big six-figure, multiple six-figure, seven-figure deals, you do need to have uh, some practice in executive presence. Also, if you're wanting to land your dream opportunity in tech, more than likely at some point, you're gonna have to interview with a founder a co-founder, a CEO, a CTO, whatever it is, right? CRO. More than likely, you're going to have to talk to some executive level person at some point, uh, again, for a job interview or for a deal. So it's worth investing in learning this. And there's tons of books on the topic. I can't think of any off the top of my head. It's like nine o'clock at night where I am right now. So it's almost 10 actually. Uh, So I can't think of any books off the top of my head, but there's tons of them out there. Uh, there's probably lots of podcasts uh, and other, you know, sort of YouTube channels that speak to how to build up your executive presence. I know that there's coaches out there that you can hire to help with this. Uh, so take all of this with, you know, knowing take all this knowing that this is just sort of a brief introduction to executive presence with some really quick tips on what I've seen work well uh, in the work that I've done with my uh, with executives that I've sold to and presented to. So with all that said, thanks for tuning in and uh, take care.